Hi, I'm Pastor Chris with Pure Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. We're so excited for you to join us for our family series called My House, where pastors Nick and Misty discuss the foundations of a family in Christ. They discuss marriage, children, vision, and much more. Hope you all enjoy the series. It's us sharing together. And she said, we need to do a reality show where we just sit and talk about how we prepare because it's, it's super real. And we touch on so many different things on how we come to this moment. You hear what I'm saying? And then like everything that we share together, it's like, I don't even know if we hit all those points. No. Because it gets really good. I'm like, and sometimes man, it gets this, intense. Is, this is what people need. This is so good. Because <laughs> we start getting ministered to while we're preparing to minister to you. Which is amazing because everything we're normally ministering is something that God's either walked us through or walking us through. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of it. So when we're teaching you how to walk through something, trust me, we've already either done it or we're doing it. Amen. And sometimes he preaches messages and I'm like, oh, dear Jesus, patience. I'm going to get tested this week. You know, it's like you get tested in what you say. It's like when you sit in this position, it's like you have to, you get tested in what you're preaching. You have to practice what you preach. Amen? So, everybody watching online, yoo-hoo. Good to have you. You've got a little window into our living room, but you're more than welcome to join us anytime you want to. Yep, you missed praise. You missed worship. You missed all the prophetic. You missed all the prayer. You know, every, you missed it. Sorry, guys. Everything that was unloaded and dropped like a bomb. The bomb. Boom. So, 11 o'clock Sundays, this is where we're at. But you know what? Get ready because God's going to do something for you in this moment. Amen? Yeah. Everybody smile and wave. They can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Open your Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 2. We've only got three hours left. <laughs> that's all it is short you know we can invest several hours into sitting in front of the television binge watching your favorite series you know those that endure to the end shall be blessed yes alright open your bibles Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 no verse 4 this is the account of crea the creation of the heavens and the earth. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth. There were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed the life breathed life into the man's nostrils, and he became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he made. And the Lord God made all sorts of trees grow from the ground, trees that were beautiful, that produced delicious. Everybody say delicious. Delicious. Delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden, and then divided into four branches. The first branch, called the Pison, flowed around the entire land of Havilah, 
where gold is found. Everybody say gold. Gold. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and onyx stone are also found there. The second branch called the Gihon flowed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch called the Tigris flowed east of the land of Ashur. And the fourth branch is called the Euphrates. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. All the men say, Woohoo! <laughs> so the Lord God form, formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. The man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, all the wild animals, but there was still no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs, closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone, flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. So right there in the book of Genesis, there's a lot in there. It's pretty loaded. And um, I just want to give us a couple of pointers this morning. This week, Misty and I, we want to talk about purpose and provision and how the two are linked together so that you can see God fulfill things through your life and through your children's lives, through your family line. Everybody with me? And so the first thing that we need to understand, number one, say number one. Number one. God owns everything. God owns everything. He is the creator of the heavens, the earth. Mm -hmm. he, he created the natural realm, the spirit realm. God created everything that we see. There is nothing that exists on this earth that God did not create. Mm -hmm. He created all the materials. He created the wild animals, the birds, the, the mountains. He did the valleys. He did the oceans. He put the fish in there. He put the birds in the sky. Everything that creeps on the ground, everything that flies in the air, everything that lives in the water, God created all forms of life. Can you say amen? Amen. In the book of Psalms, Psalm uh, 24, let's go there really quickly. It says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Why? Mm. For he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. So God created everything, so he owns everything. This is what I want you to know and understand. God is coming back. God gave the earth to man, and he, it's like you leasing a home. There is an owner... And we're here for a certain period, and we're taking care of God's creation. God has put us here as managers and stewards to watch over everything He created. But He's coming back to take possession of what belongs to Him. 
And the day that God comes back, He's going to reward those who had a relationship with Him, that lived for Him, lived according to His Word, and did His will in the earth. He's going to reward them. But on the other end, there's going to be judgment and punishment for those who rejected Him, lived selfishly, and lived evil lives. And Jesus is coming back. Look at somebody and tell him, Jesus is coming back. When he returns, where will you be found? Mm. Will you be found living a life of faith? Or will you be on the outside not expecting him to come as a thief in the night? Do you know that there were ten virgins? It's a story, a parable about the ten virgins. Symbolizing that they were all Christians. They all knew God. Five had oil and five did not. When the Lord comes, is he going to find you burning? Is he going to find you lit up? Is he going to find you passionate and on fire? When he returns, is there going to be oil in your lamp? Are you going to be walking with the Holy Ghost? Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Hey, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, burning, burning. Burn it till the break of day. So we need to stay filled with the presence of God. Can you say amen? God is coming back. Say that. God is coming back. God is coming back. And I will be found faithful. And I will be found I will faithful. be found in faith. I'll be found in and faith. I am not missing the first and trip out of here. The first trip out. Uh-uh. Going up. Can you say amen? Amen. Say God owns everything. God owns everything. When God finished creating everything, he created a man. He created a man in his image and in his likeness. Say, that's me. That's me. I'm made in the image and the likeness of God. Amen. And God gave birth to a son and started a family. God gave birth to a son and started a family. He put a man in his image and his likeness. We're not in the image of animals. Say that I'm not made in the image of an animal. I'm not made of an image. I am made in the image of God. Made in the image God, of God gave man dominion over fish, cows, animals, dogs, cats. And I specifically say dogs, cats, and goldfish. <laughs> Look at somebody and tell them, say you, you are more important, are more important than an animal. Than an animal. Say, my children, my children are, more important are more important than an animal. Than an animal. Can you say amen? Amen. We need to save the people and make sure they go to heaven. Can you say amen? Amen. And there's lots of places you can put your money. And I want to encourage you, sow into the things that are bringing people into heaven. Because that has eternal value. Can you say amen? Yes. I want you to know and understand, family, that we do not worship animals. We do not bow down to animals. We do not put animals over us. We are over the animal kingdoms. Can you say amen? And there's some cultures around the world where people are starving, but yet they'll bow down and worship those animals instead of eating them. Can you say amen? If I had to choose between my child living and my animal living, 
I know that's a hard thing for some because people love their pets. But my child comes first. Can you say amen? Amen. Carry on. Doesn't mean you can't have pets. No. You can have pets, you just can't idolize your pets. Exactly. Amen. I see some people, their pets are living in luxury, like they live in doggy world, you know. They have all these things for their pets, and they go to the groomer, and, and that's fine. I mean, if, if that's how you want to live, but I'm telling you right now, <laughs> to me, that's very strange. <laughs> There's children that need food. You know what I'm saying? And I know that might be hard for some people to hear, but people are important, and people are important to God. Mm. We're made in the image of God. Can you say amen? Amen. So I'm going to move off the pet thing. Different people have different gifts. He obviously doesn't have the gift of animals. <laughs> no, there are people who are called to care for animals, you know? I totally agree to care for them. I totally agree. <laughs> you keep going in your message. <laughs> I'm trying to move on. I'm God has purpose. <laughs> I'm moving on. God has purpose and an assignment for every single person. <laughs> Say that God has a purpose. God has a purpose and an assignment. And an assignment for every single person. For every single person. Say, I was not born an accident. I was not born an accident. God knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. God knew me before I was formed. And he appointed me and he anointed me yes. for a specific purpose. Amen. Go to Psalm 139. We're going to start reading verse 13. You made the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. I was woven together in the dark of the womb. I, you saw me before I was born and every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand, and when I wake up, you are still with me. Amen. So what I want you to re understand from this is that God knew you before you were born. God had a plan for you. God had a purpose for you. It doesn't matter what happened in your family. It doesn't what happened with your mother or your father. You know, if your, if your parents said, well, you came as an accident. We weren't expecting you. God was expecting you. And God has got a purpose and a plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us how to access the plan that God has for our life. Mm. Let's go to Jeremiah 29, verse 11 and 12. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And here's the key, verse 12. Everybody reads verse 11, but they don't go into verse 12. It's great, God. You've got a plan for me. It's so exciting. You knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. Wonderful. But how do I access the plan? Real easy. Verse 12. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me, and I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity, and I will restore your fortunes. Amen. So... God made the earth, 
everything in the earth. Then he made man in his image. And then he put man in the garden and gave man purpose. Everybody say purpose. Purpose. His purpose was to tend the garden, watch over it, care for everything that the Lord God had made. And when God puts the man in his purpose, say that. When God puts man in his purpose, God puts man he brings purpose. along the helper. That's Men, me. if you're looking for a woman, <laughs> let me shout it out. Men, if you're looking for a woman, if you're looking for a woman, you need to be in your purpose when you find her. Oh, that's good. Because if you're in the bar or you're in the club, you're not in your purpose and in your function. Mm. Misty and I went to a conference uh, up in Tampa, and there was a guest speaker that had come in from Africa. I'd never heard of this guy before. He's a prophet, apparently amazingly used by God. And he was just standing there and he was talking. And he said his son was talking about getting married. And this was the father's instruction to his son. Son, you do not marry for love. You marry for purpose. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but the statement was so powerful when he said it, it hit me in the heart. When you are in your purpose, when you've discovered what God has for you, God brings the helpmate, the favor, mm -hmm. the pieces that you don't have to fulfill the plan that he has for your life. Amen. Woman, where are you when you're finding your man? Are you finding a man running in his purpose? Or are you, did you find him not knowing what he is doing? This is a heavy bomb. That's a, that's a good word. Women, can you hear out there? Mm -hmm. Gonna do what he did. Women. Make sure when you find your spouse. Those that are not married. That are not married. We're looking for a new spouse. Make sure he's in his purpose. At least knows where he's going. That's exactly you know, Because, right. you know, sometimes you discover, you unfold it as you go. So, so like, you know, I found you. Yeah. Where did at, you find me? In the church. What was I doing? You were serving. Uh, was I in my purpose? Yes. He was doing kids ministry. And I thought, man, I'm called to kids. You know, this man needs help. My dad's like, uh-uh, you may not go help him. I'm like, but dad, he's leaving with all those kids. I need to go help him. So, um, yeah, that's where I found you. I know. Yeah. I know you Back found Back there me with there. the children. I did. See, I was in my purpose. I knew that I was called to ministry. I knew that I was going to live for God. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to serve in the house of God. And I had stepped into my purpose, Right. When you step into your purpose, I want you to know that the provision is there. You see, when God put man in the garden and he was in his purpose, there was gold. And when you find your purpose, you find the provision to fulfill your purpose. Not only do you find the provision, but God starts to connect the people to your life that to help you fulfill the things that he's called you and your family to do. Amen. See, and a lot of people live in survival mode. Mm. They're living in survival mode because they're just trying to pay the bills. They're just trying to make it through today. And they're in this mode of putting out fires and mm. problems and circumstances. And the waves of life are hitting them. But the way that you come out of that place is you have to be born into the family of God you become a child of God, reborn, and through relationship with God, you come into the garden where your prayer time and your devotion time 
is not going to God with the problems about your circumstances. Your time now with God is God teaching you who you are and how to fulfill the plan and purpose that He called you to do. God wants to reveal those secret things yes. about who you are and what he designed you for, but you're not going to find it, I'm sorry to say, at one of our universities or in the public schools. You're not going to find it in any mm -hmm. of the places in the world. You're going to find it in the secret place in relationship with God because God knows who you are. He knows why he created you. He knows the plans and purposes that you have for your life. And if you'll just step into that place, everything will begin to unlock and flow for you. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. This is the secret yes. to having an abundant life. Yes, and, and I wrote down in my notes, the way you get there is you have to step out of I Ooh. and into why. Because so many times we don't sit in that secret place with the Lord because we're so focused on I, I. I need this, I need a house, I need um, a spouse, I need good clothes, I need this, I need the next new toy that's out there, I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want. So we're so focused on what we need and what we want that we forget to spend the time with the Lord and decide to discover who we are in Him. And I don't know, did you guys see my shirt today? It says I'm a Hevican. A, a Hevican. I am a citizen, I'm of, a heaven. citizen of heaven. And when you decide that you want to become that citizen of heaven, then it's kind of like you, you, you're, you're not concerned about what you need and what you have. I could live with Nick in a tent and be super happy. I, I couldn't. You could. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't live in a tent. He couldn't live in a tent. He's not a camper at all. I love to camp. I could he if doesn't. I had to. Do you know what I mean? But you know what? In the midst of it all, if we're, wherever we're at together, we find joy. Yes. Right? Because we're sitting in our why. Yes. We're sitting in who God has created us to be. Yes. We're, we're purposed in him. Yes. Yes? And then all these things get added unto you. Correct. Now, every, the Lord knows you so well that he already knows what you desire before you ever seek it for yourself. That's what you have to understand. That when you're out there and you're making things happen because of your needs and your wants and your desires, you're making it happen for yourself. But when you sit, and, and you know what? It's never satisfied. How is it that we can continue to work as hard as we can, get as much stuff as we can, get as many fun things out there, but somehow we're never satisfied? It's because we're sitting in our eye and we're not sitting in our why. And we have to recalibrate ourselves. We have to readjust ourselves and say, you know what? I need to get to my why. Why do I do this? You know, even in the purpose, even in the thing that God's called you to get, you can get complacent and start complaining, and it turns into I instead of why. When complaining sits in and grumbling sits in, when you start complaining, all of a sudden you're tired all the time. You are True. exhausted. Somehow life becomes so heavy that it's just like you can never get energy. No matter how much sleep and rest you get, you can never get energy because you're so focused on the problems instead of the victories. Yeah? So you, we have to move. We have to shift ourselves from our wants, our desires, our needs into what he has called us to do. You want him, he, just as he sent his son to earth for a purpose, he has you on earth for a purpose. 
let heaven come to earth. And you're the vessel that he's going to use for him to flow through. Because he's given us the earth to care for. He's given us everything in this earth. And everything in it belongs to him. Whether you're a teacher, be the best teacher you can. Put the best principles in, in kids that you possibly can. Because he's called you to raise a generation that's going to shake this nation. Right? If you're a doctor, if you're a police officer, if you're a fireman, the kingdom of God is not the church. The kingdom of God is everywhere. It's everything. And he wants to invade everything in the kingdom. So no matter what you're purposed to, you have to say, you know what, I'm doing this because God has purposed me in it. And when you sit in it with that attitude and you understand that, then you change your why to you change your eye to your why, why you're doing this. And then everything that you desire anyways, all the wants and desires and everything, it just starts happening anyways. You don't even realize it. You're just like, oh, wow, because they become nothing. Amen? Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Luke 16, 10, New Living Translation. It says, if you are faithful... In little things, you will be faithful in larger mm. ones. That's good. If you, are if you are dishonest in little things, you will not be honest with greater responsibilities. Mm. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches of heaven? If you're not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? And no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And so when you're in struggle mode, the thing that you always need is resource. Correct? If I just had this, then I could get out of that. If I just had this, then I could fix that. But when you're in that mode, when you're sitting in that place, it's like a pit that you can never get out of. Just when you think you're getting out, you fall back again. But when you step into this place of knowing who God is and discovering your purpose, and you start flowing in doing God's will in the earth, all these things shall, shall be, be added. added unto you. Yes. Right? And so it starts with, look at somebody and say, it starts with starts being with. faithful in little things. Mm. That means you have to start from the bottom. It doesn't matter who you are. Every one of us have to start from the bottom. And if you will make the decision that I will be faithful in little things, what you're going to find is two things. Number one, you will be promoted to handle bigger responsibilities. Mm. Number two... In you being faithful in the little things, you will be receiving the training and wisdom that you need to handle the responsibility of the promotion you're about to get. Mm, that's good. You see, many people want to be promoted, but they don't have the skill or the know-how as to what goes on in that environment because they learned it through first-hand experience to come to a management position to make what they've just stepped into authority over, they, they'll now know how to make that environment work properly. 
You see, when Misty and I started, we started with nothing. We started with purpose. We started with a dream. We would walk the, the street where, we, where her mom and dad had a house, and we would hold hands, and she would tell me what's in her heart, and I would tell her what's in my heart, and we would dream together. That's how we started everything. I loved the Lord. She loved the Lord. I was called to ministry. She had a call to children. And we began to dream about where we were going. And how it was going to work together. How it was going to work together. And then we started coming up with a plan. The Lord started giving us the wisdom. But it first started with us serving other people's ministries. Yes. And we took every opportunity to serve. If there was a need, we were going to do it. If, it's, if they said it couldn't be done, we, we would gonna get it do, done. We're going to do it. That's how our attitudes were. We'd go into staff meetings, and they'd be like, we just can't do this. It's impossible. And be like, it's not impossible. We can do it. It's going to happen. Because when you're in your purpose, you don't need to know how to do it. You just need to show up, mm. and God will show you how to do it. Yes. Can you say amen? Amen. And so when Misty and I started, we didn't just start the ministry. It took 10 years to train us. We were faithful to another man's vision. We didn't show up to work trying to figure out how we could use his resources to do what we wanted to do. Mm, that's good. We weren't trying to build our own little kingdoms. No, we laid down our lives to serve so that man, that woman's vision could become a reality. We were there, we were paid to do a job, and we did it with all our heart, all our soul. We gave everything we had to see that happen, time. Yes. It wasn't just showing up to get a paycheck. Why? Because we were called to this thing, and we were going to do it as if we were doing it for ourselves. Yeah. And I'm telling you, in that season, there were many opportunities to be offended. Mm -hmm. There were many opportunities to say, screw you. <laughs> there were many things that were done that hurt our feelings. <laughs> there were many times where we said things are not fair. <laughs> but we didn't leave there until the Lord said, your season here is over. Yeah. Why? Because there's selfishness in you that has to be broken out of you. Yeah. And what happens when something attacks your selfish motive, you rise up and get mad. Mm. And if you don't humble yourself, yeah. you're going to get fired. And fix your attitude. So this stuff in you that has to be laid down and died where it's not about you, it's about serving with a pure heart. Yes. And it's in that process where your attitudes get adjusted. Yeah. See, everybody is quick to give up, but it says if you're not faithful... Faithful means when all hell is breaking up. loose and when there's fullness of provision. Yeah. Faithfulness isn't just in the good times. Faithfulness is going through it all together. And God watches how you go through stuff. Mm. And if you don't pass the test in this place, guess what, baby? The next place that you go to, you're going to face test. the exact same test. Yeah. You can run, but you cannot hide. Yeah. Exactly. You can keep going around that same mountain. You've heard that a bunch of times, right? Keep going around the same mountain, having the same results. That's like insanity. That's what they say. Keep doing the same thing, thinking you're going to get a, a different result. But you, gotta, you have to fix yourself. So what he's saying is true. Because in the midst of, we had to keep coming back to the why. 
God, you said. You said that this is where we're planted. You said this is who we're serving in this season. You said it, and we're going to do it. With one doesn't matter even if it doesn't matter anything. It doesn't matter if things aren't fair. It doesn't matter if we're getting paid hardly anything. It doesn't matter. We do it because you said. Amen. We, we never moved because of money. Truth. We agreed yeah. that the Lord had called us to this and purposed us in it. Yeah. And it didn't matter that we were getting paid pennies, living with my parents. Didn't matter. It didn't matter. It, what mattered was, is this is where God called us, and we are not moving because he said so. And there's lessons you have to learn in the places God puts you before he promotes you. Mm. And so what is it that you're facing now that you're not happy with? You know what? You can grumble about it. You can whine about it. You can complain about it. But yeah. what are you doing to fix it? What I find is the thing you complain about, you have power to fix. And if you'll step out and go fix the problem, mm. you'll get promoted. Yeah. You know, I never was one of those employees that sat at work and was like, well, so-and-so's not cleaning the floor. Why am I cleaning the floor all the time? I'd be like, oh, you want me to do it? No problem. Every day, nobody asked me to do it. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. And guess who got promoted? I did. Because anybody that didn't want to do their job, I did theirs and mine. Now I'm valuable. They don't want to lose me. Because not only am I doing my job, I'm doing other people's jobs too. But then sometimes we start saying, oh, well, that's not fair because I should be getting their pay. It doesn't matter about the pay. If you stay faithful and you give 100% of the time and you make that company excellent, they're going to make sure you're taken care of at the end of the day. And if they don't take care of you, God will shift you. Yes. He'll open up another position for you. Yes. You see, it doesn't, here's, here's what you've got to walk away with today. Where you're working and where you're positioned, the things that you are learning in that place, yes. they are skills that you will keep for the rest of your life yeah. mm. that you can use to produce wealth in other places. If you're just going Ooh, there to good. get by and get a paycheck, you're not getting promoted. That's good. But if you will go there and you will learn everything that you need to learn in that season, you will give it 100%. You will give it your all. If you're faithful in the little things, if you serve another man's vision as if it were your own vision, God is the one that promotes people. Mm. And God will open another door for you. Can you say amen? amen? But two things you're going to get. In that environment, you're going to get the skill that you need to be able to handle the promotion when it comes. Mm. See, there's a lot of people that get put in places, they sit behind a desk, but they don't know what the frontline worker is going through. Anybody with me? But yes. when you started an organization, you started something, and you were the janitor, you were the maintenance person, you were the bus driver, you were the one that handled all the accounts, you were the one that was hiring, you were the one that was firing, you were the one there on the weekends, you did what the cleaning, you put the skit, you did it, you know how to do that job, and now you can train somebody to do that job the right way, plus, plus, you know what it feels like to be in that position. That's good. <laughs> you see, if you've never worked that position, you don't know what that person on the front line needs. Mm. And so you'll come with your high and mighty self, think you know better. That's when your employees hate you. 
<laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? You see, Missy understands what it is to have 20 kids around you all day and the breaks that you need and the tools that you need to do your job. Or like the behavior child, you know? You're like, no, let me go get that child for them. You know, you, you have a better appreciation to go help them with the child because you know that they've got 15 other kids and it's impossible to function as the teacher in the room. You know, that's why I don't mind, oh, give me the children. I will discipline them. I'm, I think I'm supposed to be the dean. I don't know. Probably, baby. <laughs> I just, I have all these, like, things I need to be. So listen to this. So what we're saying here is you find your purpose in relationship with God. You step into the place where you purpose. Yes. Then God brings the spouse alongside of you. Mm. Now, if you, if you were outside of God when you got married, you can step in as a couple and discover what God has for you. Maybe you've already discovered it. But, you know, Misty and I, we work together to accomplish something for God. It's not just to make money. Yeah. And you know what's amazing is that when you sit in that place, I know for us, um, a lot of times I would see doors open for opportunity to learn skill for what we needed or to fill a hole that was needed in that ministry, which in turn, you, you learn the skill that you need for what we're doing today. And I would say, man, that's an open door. You have to do it. A good helpmate to a husband allows them to walk through those open doors and not hinder it. Because what happens is, is for him to walk through those doors and have that opportunity means I'm home with the kids by myself doing what I have to do to make sure that he has the opportunity to do what he needs to do and not complain about it or that it's going to take time. A lot of opportunities for our circumstances was his time. And I had to be willing to give up his time so that he could become everything he needed to be and have the opportunities to walk in those seasons. But on the flip side, there were things that she needed to handle and walk through where I had to take the responsibility of the family and the house and the mm. cooking and the children and everything. Why? Because there's things in her heart that I want to see her fulfill and there's things in her heart that she wants to see me fulfill. And together, we're not doing it for us. It's not about money at the end of the day. It's about what God has purposed and planned for us to do. Mm -hmm. You see, and Missy and I, we communicate and we balance our lives and we understand how to take the pressure off one another in our household so that we can see things work out for the vision that we have. Yes. Now... We need to talk about how we got to the place where we start, where you hear the voice of the Lord say, ooh, take that opportunity, do that, which is in that scripture. Um, well, I don't, I don't have the scripture. But when you're cut off, it says when the branch oh, is cut off I'll from the vine. You. Yep. Right? John. You want to read it? I'll get it. But, you know, when you're cut off from your source to receive what you need to receive, which is the Lord, which is, the, which is he's going to be the one that's going to tell you your purpose. When you're cut off from that, when, when the vine's cut off, it dries up. 
You have to stay connected to the Lord. You have to be in that place and stay connected to him. Otherwise, you get cut off and you dry up and you wonder why you're so dry over here. And now everything's going to turn into I, I, I again. And you don't know how to get back to the place. You got to get, you got to connect, you got to connect yourself back in to the Lord. You have to plug back in. John chapter 15. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitless, fruitful, unless you remain in me. Mm, amen. Remain in him. That means you have to remain in Christ at all times. You can't do things. You can't live the life where you're hindering the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to lead you and guide you and help you and, and, show, you. and show you where to go and what to do. Amen? But if you're doing things that's hindering the Holy Spirit, that's cutting off that still small voice, that unction in you says, you know what? This is where I need to step. And this is where I need to go. And this is what I need to do. If you're cut off from that, how do you hear that? That's how we've been led. We know that the Lord purposed us. We know what he purposed us in. And now we have to be led step by step on where we're going. And when you're led like that, when you get to the place, like when we got to the place where God wanted us to do our own thing, and instead of serving another man's vision, he gave us one of our own, then it was like you look back and say, thank God. I decided to go through that season where I got paid pennies because if I wouldn't have, how in the heck would I would have, how, how would I know how to do what I'm doing right now? And you start thanking God for the opportunities that he gave you because it's where he's taking you later that it's going to be used. See, many times, this is, this is how it works. You're cutting through a jungle. Mm. And all you can see is what's in front of you. Mosquitoes are biting you. Vipers are getting you. Frogs are jumping out and scaring you. You've got to cross rivers. <laughs> you've got to climb mountains. You know, you've got to go through the valleys and all this stuff. And you have no idea what's happening until you get to a point here and you look back and you say, wow, I now understand why I had to go through all of that. Yeah. I now understand why God put me there and why God put me there. And I can see, oh, my gosh, I got off track there and I got into myself. Yeah. You see, when you're going through it to Just your destination, you don't realize that you're carving a way to reach something that God has for you. But there's stuff that you have to go through to prepare you for where God is taking you. So mm -hmm. where you are right now, serve there with all your heart. Where you are right now, give 110%. Stop whining, stop complaining, and realize that you're in preparation for a promotion. Yes. Amen. That's true. Everybody with me? Yeah. So what are we sharing here today? We're sharing that we have found our purpose in God. Mm -hmm. And when you find purpose in God, there's a price to pay to fulfill that purpose. You have to give your life to it. It's not part-time. It's not nine to five. It's everything. Mm. Our yeah. purpose is not money. Our purpose is pleasing God. Mm. Our purpose at the end of the day is we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to give an account for our lives. We have eternal vision 
we know that day is coming and that's what guides us. God has purposed us to do something together. In the process, as a man, when God gave me a wife, he gave me another part of my body that I had to discover. I don't know if you got that. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that when the two, the two become one, when we got married, when we made our covenant vows, the two became one. I got another piece added to my body that I had to figure out how it worked. If I mistreat her, I'm mistreating my own body. Mm. If I abuse her, I'm abusing myself. Because no man ever abuses him. You don't abuse yourself. You don't go and shoot. You, you don't beat yourself up. <laughs> How you treat your spouse is important and God watches it. Mm. And I had to figure out what this new piece was that was added to me. And I cannot compare myself to this new piece. Mm. Because this piece completes me. Yes. I'm not competing, it's completing. And if I don't learn how to work this out, the wisdom, the talents, the gifts, and all the other things that are needed to fulfill what God has called us to fulfill will never happen. Mm. Are you with me? Together, we've built everything. I, I, I didn't come and build everything and say, ooh, look what I built. Come join me in my little castle. No, we built everything together. I came with a bag from Africa, zero money, a word from God, a dream in my heart. God brought a woman into my life mm. that completed me. She had vision. I had vision. We came together and said, we're going to make both our vision come to pass because we're one. And over the last 21 years, we have worked. We've worked nights. We've worked weekends. We've done whatever we needed to do. We filled in wherever we needed to fill in. And we're at a place today because we work together. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I want to encourage you. If you have a spouse, if you have a family, work together with your family. Amen. Amen. If you're single and you're looking for a man, choose wisely you must. <laughs> Can you say amen? Amen. If you're, if you're in a family... Where one person is serving God and the other person is still trying to figure it out, love them into the kingdom. Communicate. Start working together. Can you yes. say amen? Amen. Because it's important that there's unity in your household. Because unity in the household is the platform to see, to see provision break into your life. Mm. Can you say amen? Amen. Does everybody get where we're going? But the foundation and the key at the end of the day is you knowing God. Yes. Let's stand this morning. That's a lot to say. That was. And I could have kept going for three hours. <laughs> no, we're used to this. We work all day without eating. <laughs> Ashley's laughing because she knows it's true. <laughs> you know, Misty and I were saying this morning before we got out here, we said the only thing we want the people to get today, out of everything we say, is that they have to be connected to God. Mm. That's it. The source. The source. Yeah. Everything flows from there. If you don't have yes. that, you've got nothing. It's where the purpose comes from. It's where the and, provision and your, comes and from. And in your purpose, your provision comes. Comes the wisdom. Because he never leads you to anywhere that he's not going to provide. Wherever God leads, he provides. Amen? 
So when you get that understanding, then you're like, I just want to be connected to the source because if I'm connected to the source, he's going to lead me and guide me for what I'm purposed to do here on earth as it is in heaven because he's already called it from heaven to come down to earth through you to be done on earth. Amen? Amen. And when you're standing in that place, then you're like, man, I, I want to stay connected to the source because you understand what the source does for you. And when you're walking in the purpose, then everything is provided. Every, everything is provided. Not only is it provided, but all these things shall be added unto you. So you don't have to worry about your needs and your wants and your desires any longer because you don't have to please self any longer because you're not going to satisfy it anyways. You're just here to satisfy the Lord and what he has called you to do. And in that, everything will be added unto you. Amen? Amen. So, the question that we come to right now in this moment is, are you connected to the source? Are you connected in your relationship with God? How are things between you and God? You see, what the enemy wants to do is he wants to have the circumstances of life take the focus so that you are, are constantly in this struggle mode. Mm. And God wants to break you out of struggle. Yes. And he wants to bring you into peace and blessing and abundant life. Are you with me this morning? So if you're here today, how is your relationship with God? On a scale of 1 to 10, where are you? The most important thing, we're going to talk about it in, in a week or two to come. God's building a house in you for him to live on the inside of you. Mm. Outside of a natural home where your family is, you are the temple and the house of God, and God wants to live in you. Amen. But you have to clean the house out so God can come and reside. God wants to come in and he wants to clean out all that stuff so there can be communion in the house, there can be union in the house. Mm. And this is the place where you meet with God. This is the temple this is the place where you encounter God, where you walk with God so that God can lead you and guide you. And if you're in this place today and you don't have that, if you're here today and you say, I hear what you're saying, but I don't have what you have, I need that, we want to pray with you. Mm. We want to pray with you because we want to give you what we have so that you can have what we have. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I need that, I need prayer, I want you to raise your hands really quickly. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Come on. I want you guys to step up here. We're going to pray with you today. Yes. Come on. You're coming out of the struggle. You're coming out of survivor mode. You're coming you're out of self. Coming out of self. And you're going to step into, come closer, come right up here, guys. Is there anybody else today? Say, you know what? My life isn't where it needs to be with God. I don't hear from God. I don't walk with God. I don't know God the way you're talking. Maybe you're in here today and you say, I used to be connected to the vine. I used to be connected to God. But somehow I got broken and disconnected. And I, life's hard. Things are struggling. And I need my way back. Mm. I need to connect back. If that's you, well, I want to pray with you today too. Say anybody else before we pray? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I want you guys to look at us. You have purpose. You are valuable. Mm -hmm. 
God has got a plan for you. Yes. It's a good plan. Everything might look like it's wild and crazy and not going the way it needs to go. Mm. But God is going to bring order in here and then God is going to bring order in the world around you. Yes. But you've got to invite the Prince of Peace to come in. Right? And then you've got to start making decisions. Sometimes we get hit with stuff that's out of our control. Mm. Right? Yes. We get knocked down. We get up. We get knocked down. But today, Jesus is coming. And when Jesus shows up, He restores everything that's broken. Amen? And yes. Sometimes there's stuff that happens to us that we don't know why, we don't mm. understand why. But we're coming to Him today, and we're going to trust Him. Amen? Amen. So those of you who are saved, I, I don't want you to pray the prayer because you're already, you're already saved, right? But I want you to pray for these people. Mm -hmm. You guys up here, say this with me. Say this. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you now in the name of Jesus. And Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice, for the blood that was shed that gives me access to the throne of God, to have relationship with God. Jesus, I believe in you with all my heart. And today, I give you my life. See, this is where it's at. This is the surrender part. This is where it gets real. I give you my life. When you say, I'm going to give you my life, it doesn't mean that you're going to live your own way. You're going to start living His way. That's a commitment you've got to make before God today. It's that I'm changing my direction. I'm making a commitment. That's what this moment is right now. It's not just a prayer. It's a commitment. And I want you to think about the commitment you're making to God. I can lay my hands on you and pray for you, but that, that doesn't change anything. It's the commitment that you make to follow God in spite of your circumstances, in spite of what has happened. Where you're standing today, you're, 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 you're doing a business contract. You're making a covenant. You're making a pact with God. And you're saying, God, I'm coming to you and I'm going to live your way from this day forward. I'm turning my back on how I have been living and I'm changing the way I live. That's what this moment means. And so you can make the commitment, but if you're not willing to put in the work, this commitment doesn't do anything. And I want the reality of that to hit your lives right now. Because when you say, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, that means you're ready to turn your life on an old way of living and discover something brand new. Do you hear me this morning? And so I ask you today, are you willing to make that commitment before God? Well, we're here to help you. Amen. And we're with you. So lift your hands to heaven now. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Hold your hands, babe. You see the commitment that they're making here at the altar. You're seeing their hearts today, Lord God. You've heard the words today, Lord God. And Father, they believe in your Son. And they have accepted everything that comes with salvation. 
including leaving everything behind to follow you. And so, Father, today, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you that their sin is forgiven them. I thank you, Lord, that you know them and that you've called them by name. Father, that they've stepped up and they've made a commitment before heaven and earth. And right now, in this moment, I stand against every strategy and attack of the enemy to destroy their lives, and I break its power now. And Father, I thank you that they are born into your kingdom, that they are children of the Most High God. And Heavenly Father, today I ask that you would pour your Spirit into them, that you would break off everything of the enemy, God. Father, everything of the past, let it be cut off from their lives now in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we stand with them in this moment, and I thank you for the grace and the power to overcome everything that their lives are facing. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak unity in their hearts, God. Father, today I pray that you would fill them with your spirit. Say that. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Father, let your presence flood their hearts now in this moment. Take a deep breath in. Father, I thank you for peace now. I ask for your protection over their minds and over their hearts, God. And Father, I thank you that you will lead them, that you will guide them. Speak to them in dreams and visions. Father, now in this moment, I pray that their eyes and their ears would be open to hear and know what the Spirit of God is saying. And Father, that you would lead them and guide them. In Jesus' mighty name. I speak healing into their bodies now. I speak healing into their hearts and their emotions now. Father, I speak peace into them now. I speak joy into them now. I thank you for clarity of mind, Father. I thank you for unlocking your favor and your blessing over their lives. In Jesus' mighty name. I thank you for a turnaround in their household, God. And they will see your hand moving in their lives. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. No matter what you're going through, I got you and you got me too. What's up with the family?